If you have your Bibles, turn to Joshua chapter 1. I want to lead us back to the promise of the Lord over this congregation. I'm going to ask if you would please stand in the honor of reading God's word. We're in Joshua 1 and 3. You might not know it, but Joshua 1, 9 is inscribed right here on this pulpit. Because it is this verse, it is this passage that the Lord gave to me when he was informing me that we would be planting Cultivate Church. I want to take us back here for just a moment. Verse 1. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land that I have given you. So God has made a promise to his people. From the Negev wilderness to the south of the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. God was very specific about his plan for his people. He had a specific plan. He says, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors. I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. He says that again. Be careful. Now listen what he says here. Let's pull this out. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Don't deviate from them, turning either to the left or to the right. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instructions continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. And then he says this, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command, be strong and courageous. He says it again. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now look over to chapter 3. Follow me here. Early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River. So now here they are. God's people are on this side of the Jordan River. They're ready to cross into the promised land. They camped out there before crossing. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God. Now, what does the Ark represent? God's presence, the presence of God. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and do what? Follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about a half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark, and make sure you don't come any closer. Then Joshua told the people, purify yourself. Some translations say consecrate yourselves. Get ready. Get readied. 
for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. In the morning, Joshua said to the priest, lift up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. And so they started out and went ahead of the people. The Lord told Joshua, today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of the Israelites and they will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses and give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant when you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop right there. So Joshua told the Israelites, come and listen to what the Lord God says. Today you will know, today you will know that the living God is among you and he will surely drive out the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Pezzites, the hard word, hard word, Jebusites ahead of you. He'll drive them all out. And he says, look the Ark of the Covenant, Ark of the Covenant, which belongs to the Lord of the whole earth. Look at this. The presence of God will lead you across the river. Now choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. The priests will carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream and the river will stand like a wall. That's a promise. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan and the priests who were carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. Now it was harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. So that's important to, to note right there. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began to back, backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam and in near Zarathon. And the water below the point flowed to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. And then look at this. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. When we planted four years ago, the Lord gave me this word from Joshua and gave me strict instructions, gave me personally strict instructions to abide by this same protocol as in Joshua 1. Be strong and courageous. Obey the word of the Lord. Don't deviate. Don't turn to the left or right. He told me cultivate church is going to be different. You're not going to go after the shiny things. You're not going to do that. You're going to focus on me and I'm going to do the work. Don't turn to the right. Don't look at what other people are doing. Don't do that. Don't try to make anything happen. Stay steady and then meditate on the word day and night, which indicated to me an intimate, growing, personal relationship. And if I remained faithful to him, that his hand and blessing and anointing would be on my leadership. The Lord has said to me over and over again, over this four-year journey now, Daniel, be strong and courageous and do not be afraid or discouraged because I'm going to be with you wherever you go. I will be with you. Two years ago, I don't know if you recall, but I called this family to consecrate themselves and for us to move forward by faith. And that's when we began our forward by faith movement. That was a time for us to consecrate ourselves because we were on the edge of the Jordan. We were getting ready to cross our Jordan. But I made it clear then, and I have said it multiple times throughout these past few years, that the presence of God must go before us or we don't go. So we committed to follow the Lord's leadership. When he says go, we've gone. 
When he says, stop, we've stopped. Do you remember when he said here in verse 8 of chapter 1, he said, the Lord told them when they step into the river, take a few steps and stop. In September of 2023, just this past September, as we were making plans for relocation, adding our deacon ministry, adding staff, and multiple other things as we have been in crossing of our Jordan, we heard a clear word from the Lord to stop. So we stopped. Right as we were starting to cross, we stopped. Why? Verse 10 gives us a clue. And it shows us that there were some things in the land that the Lord needed to take care of. There were some preparations that he needed to take care of so that the land would be ready and that the people would be ready. As we have stopped, there have been some things that the Lord has needed to take care of. Things that we may never know or understand this side of heaven. Things in our own lives that he needs to take care of. But then he says, today, you will know that the presence of the living God is among you. And the presence of God will lead you across this river. Now, the river was in its flood stage. It was an unusual time for them to cross over. And it is like God to say, today we move across. At the most unusual and unlikely times. See, our God is the God of the unlikely. He does not do things how we think that he should do them. And it would be like him to tell his people to move over. It's time to cross over. Today's the day you move over at the most unlikely time. The river was in flood stage. I'm sure there was a lot of fear and doubt with them as they were hiking up their tunics, skirts, or pants, whatever. Why else would he tell them three times or more to be strong and courageous? Why else? But as they obeyed, the Lord promised to do the miraculous and to make a way for them. Even when it seemed impossible, the Lord made a way. And in your life today, whatever the impossible is, it might seem like that you're waiting in deep water. But if you obey the Lord, He will make a way for you. Today, I'm telling you as the pastor of Cultivate Church, the presence of God is leading us over. See, he has promised us the land. He has promised that he would be with us. As we have consecrated ourselves and we've sought to obey and stay steady and focused on the word, we've entered into a time of fasting and praying. And God, listen to me, God is answering and he is making a way. And we will not turn around and go back now. We will stay behind him as his presence goes before us.
And we will trust him in faith. And I will lead you with every breath that I have to stand in faith as the people of God and trust and follow him, not me. We will cling to his promise and we will take the land that has been promised to cultivate church. Yesterday, I was speaking with my parents. And they were reading scripture to me that the Lord had laid on their hearts to give me. I told my mom and my dad, I'm going to be transparent with you. I told them, I said, I do not want to do what I'm going to have to do tomorrow. And quite frankly, it feels too hard and embarrassing to stand in front of our people having been accused and having to speak to that and lead through that. You know what my dad said? He said, son, do you remember the story of Paul and Silas when they were in prison? And they had been severely beaten. They had been stripped bare, probably embarrassed. And they were thrown in prison and shackled. Do you remember that, son? I said, yes. Then he said, do you think they wanted to be there? No, dad. I don't. And then he said, but what did they do, son? And then he said, they began to pray and praise. And as they praised, all of a sudden, the prison shook, the doors flew open, the shackles fell off. Not just off of Paul and Silas, but of every prisoner in the prison. The jailer decided he wanted to get saved. And then his whole house got saved and they all got baptized. Now, here's what the Lord said to me through this passage via my dad. I may not like hard days. I may not like tough times. I may not like the swelling waters. I may not like the struggles and the hardships that I face in my family or that you face in your family or that we have faced or will face as a church. But as we turn our face to the Lord, late in the midnight hour of the soul, and we praise and we pray, we will see the power of God fall. We will see the foundation shaken by the move of God and we will see chains of bondage fall and people set free. We'll see people saved. Did you know that? We'll see the work of the gospel through the power of the Holy Spirit on display. Now, you know I'm a doer. So I've decided that that's what we're going to do. We're going to open our altars in prayer and we're going to praise the Lord. We got nothing else to do. We've got nowhere else to turn.
If he doesn't go before us, we're not going anywhere. So as we now turn as a people of God, I'm leading you, turn your face to the person of Christ in the presence of God now. We leave the past behind. And we move forward in faith. Praising our Savior all the day long.